What's up, guys? It is Friday, May 1st, 2020, and welcome to this new edition of the FritzCast. First and foremost, how are you guys doing? It's another week. We're in May now. We're in May. There's no more. Guess what? It's going to be May jokes because it's here right now. Okay, and it's not as awesome as a lot of people thought it would be uh, at this time of year because we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So, you know, that sucks. But, uh, you know, I'm wearing – look look at what I'm wearing. I'm usually wearing, like, button-down shirts. All that. I'm wearing a Jeremiah Trotter Philadelphia Eagles jersey. That's for you, Brian Nichols of the Brian Nichols Show. As everybody knows, Brian Nichols is a uh, avid, rabid – um, fan of the Dallas Cowboys for some godforsaken reason. Uh, you know, people can't be perfect. Brian's a good friend. Um, he's got some flaws. He's got some things he's got to work on, like like the Cowboys. For for example, you know, not. I mean, you can like him if you really want Brian, but God, why? <laughs> Just why? So you know, guys, it's another week. Um, and we, we, there's there's a big topic, a big, exciting topic that we need to discuss. We will get there momentarily. Uh, we will walk that way. Uh, but uh, over the course of this past week, uh, between last week's episode and now, uh, I, I can inform you guys that next week I am scheduled to have CEO and co-founder of Minds.com, Bill Ottman, on the show. Uh, and we're looking to uh, sit down and have a, a good discussion about uh, social media, uh, especially in the day and age of COVID-19, because some of the things that we're going to talk about later in this episode today uh, are going to be uh, things like information and, and uh, certain video from a pair of doctors that may have been removed from YouTube and keeps getting removed from YouTube, but we have to have an open and honest discussion about that video, and so, but I think Bill Ottman will have um, some great insight into that. I mean, the man created a whole social media network because he wasn't satisfied with what Facebook was doing, what Twitter was doing. Even what YouTube was doing. Oh, I spoke bad of the of the gods. Ooh, ooh. Uh, and and so we're gonna dive into what made him create Minds. What is Minds.com all about? A little bit about cryptocurrency and uh, freedom of information in these times of COVID. Uh, I think it's gonna be a great episode. So if you have questions, if you're thinking of something, if you have something in the back of your head. Uh, this guy has been on, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he's willing to come on my humble program, my humble program, where there's a bunch of crap behind me in the background, which I'm working on a way to disguise. You know, even even if I do have a cool wall of, you know, candidates up there, and a Mosin Nagant in the corner, which a bunch of you keep asking about. That's what that that's what that rifle is. It's a Mosin Nagant. It does have a bayonet on it because it's so damn old. <laughs> So damn old that uh, I have to find a way to pry that some bitch off. So that's what's sitting in the back of the corner. And also a lightsaber is sitting next to it. Yes, a lightsaber. Not a real lightsaber. I can't cut people in half or nothing. So don't get excited. But that's what I have in the back. It's because I have a small house full of junk. I've got my wife sewing stuff behind me. I've got I've got Legos around me. The Legos are cool, you know. Boba Fett, Slave One, you know. 
that's cool stuff, you know. I've got a bunch of Funko Pops over here that you can't see, but small house. Working on it. Cut me some freaking slack. Okay. So Bill Ottman next week. If you think of something, I mean, check out his Joe Rogan interviews. Uh, I think Brian Nichols is actually going to be interviewing him uh, sometime in the upcoming future in the, in the next week or so as well. Um, interesting guy. Uh, so if you got questions, technical questions about, uh, you know, free speech online, uh, uh, deplatforming, uh, you know, shadow banning, whatever, even cryptocurrency. And I, I'm going to pick his brain about cryptocurrency because I need somebody to explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old because that's like how much I don't grasp of cryptocurrency, you know. And like I know there's resources out there. There's YouTube, there's podcasts, there's reading materials and all that. And I, I tried to dive into that, but you're also talking about a guy, me, who is following politics, trying to give you the libertarian perspective, uh, and, and in my libertarian journey, trying to give you that perspective uh, on top of everything that's going on between Biden and Trump and COVID and our nation and Sweden and other nations around the world as they all deal with this thing. It's a crazy amount of uh, information to go over uh, for one man. I mean, if I had a team of people to pick apart stuff and like give me the uh, Spark Notes version of things to bring me up to snuff, you know, I would love nothing more than that. But I'm one man, all right. I can't pay somebody to do that for me. I got to do the dirty work. And on top of that, I'm, I'm I check out other things too, uh, like within this past like two months. Uh, I've become somewhat obsessive in diving in and figuring out about uh, Christian orthodoxy, you know. And I'm a guy that that has has said uh, for the better part of the last uh, I don't know uh, ten years of my life, uh, if not twelve or thirteen years of my life, that I'm agnostic and I'm happily like agnostic because I can't answer these questions. And I pretty much felt like I would never look into any church again um, or or use any outside sources or materials to like study like you know the Bible or anything but uh, I stumbled across what's the guy's name he, he he has this program on YouTube I actually would love to talk to him I might have to send him an invite and see if he would be willing to sit down on my show and, and you know bounce ideas back and forth a little bit um, he hosts the 10 minute Bible hour. And if you give me one second here, I'll just look it up because I messaged him on Twitter the other day. And that, that'll that get me his name. Matt Whitman. Matt Whitman. 10-minute Bible hour. I don't, I don't even remember how I stumbled across this video, mind you. Uh, but he has gone around to several different uh, Christian denominations. He's uh, been to a Catholic, a Roman Catholic church, uh, a Protestant church, uh, an Evangelical church, uh, Protestant church, did I say that one? Baptist, Lutheran, um, and Greek Orthodox. And he goes around to these, these churches. He he was a pastor, is a pastor. I, I don't know what he is, and I, I'm still trying to uncover things myself about why he started his you know little YouTube channel 
But in any case, for whatever reason, I clicked on his video. It popped up somehow. I don't know how it was led to this. On um, Greek Orthodoxy. And he went to the Church of the Assumption in Colorado. I believe it is. And uh, he sat down with Father Chris Margaritas. I think I'm saying his name right. I might be butchering it. I don't know. I actually, after watching that episode, I was like, wow, this orthodoxy thing is like pretty remarkable. And so I started diving in, and I've, I've followed all these different resources. I've been diving in and learning about stuff. And uh, from Matt's video, uh, Father Chris Margarita, something that, with him in, in explaining things just like hit me somehow. I actually emailed him, and he emailed me back. And I was shocked that he would just, you know... I, I write this little thing, hey, I saw you on a YouTube thing. Uh, I just want to say I appreciate the fact that you even did it, you know, and I get a response from him. And that, you know, it, it was it was something big to me. It was a big deal to me. So I actually might be talking to uh, Father Chris Margaritas. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that too. But for, for whatever reason, I stumbled on it, and, and I've been – trying to research that you know throw that in with the other stuff that you're trying to do throw that in with the fact that you run a podcast like you do here that you work a full-time job outside of this whole mess of spectrum stuff and that you do other things like i i've been writing a novel for the past uh two years um dealing with my struggles with spirituality and all that um in this giant, epic, random, sprawled-out story that I think soon I'll be revealing to you guys if that's something that interests you. And then, um, yeah, on top of all of that, too, I'm a, still, like, I'm a brand-new father, you know, that dealing with learning how to become a parent, uh, it, like, it's a, everything is a freaking full-time job. <laughs> everything. Which, by the way, Emery is great. Um, she's about to hit eight months in, uh, in... Uh, a couple of days on on the twelfth, uh, coming up, and uh, it's of course my it's the first anniversary of my thirtieth birthday at the end of the month, which I'm I'm ecstatic to be celebrating the first anniversary of my thirtieth birthday. Really am. Um, words cannot describe how excited I am about you know you turn thirty and then it's like well, you know what, what what's the next big birthday fifty. It's 20 years away. <laughs> it's 20 years away. And I've hit all these milestones, and now you're in this, like, you know, you're, you're approaching that whole middle age stuff. So, uh, <laughs> on top of all that, you know. But, you know, hey, bills are getting paid. Debt's going away. Um, which is something to say in these trying times of, of COVID. If, you know, count your blessings. And... I absolutely do count my blessings, I would think, anyway. Oh, so, was that, uh, did, did we catch up? We caught up on the week. Uh, next week's guest, Bill Ottman. If you have questions, submit your questions. Check out other stuff he's been in, though, so that we're not re-reiterating things, you know, as we go. That'd be great. Uh, big thing that happened this past week, mere, mere couple days ago, in fact, big thing that happened. What's that? That's. It's not doing what I wanted to do. I wanted to zoom in. Whatever. 
That, my friends, that is a big deal. That is Justin Amash declaring an exploratory committee for the Libertarian, seeking the Libertarian nomination for the presidency of the United States. Justin Amash tweeted out uh, two days ago, let's do this for, uh, for his website, amashforamerica.com. Uh, quote, today I launched an exploratory committee to seek the LP National, that's the Libertarian Party's uh, Twitter handle, by the way, nomination for President of the United States. Americans are ready for practical approaches based in humility and trust of people. We're ready for a presidency that will restore respect for our Constitution and bring people together. I'm excited and honored to be taking these first steps towards serving Americans of every background as president. On Twitter, Justin Amash, we were talking about this like forever and a day, weren't we? We said, I said straight up that I hope Justin Amash would run. And we waited, and we waited, and we waited, and I came to the point where I was, you know, I had given up. I had tweeted out that I had given up because I felt like that was the only thing that was going to make this thing happen. Mind you, if you've followed along on this program, I have interviewed Adam Kokesh. I have interviewed Jacob Hornberger. Both of them are great people. Both of them are great candidates. Both of them are well-spoken. Some describe them as very radical, uh, depending on where you fall on the political spectrum and, and and the ideological spectrum. But, you know, sitting down and... Interviewing Adam Kokesh and Jacob Hornberger, they were both eye-opening experiences to me. They were both pretty big interviews in my book uh, and pretty important conversations, especially because, at the time, Justin Amash didn't declare, didn't look like Justin Amash was going to declare, and it left me without a candidate uh, to support, you know, and, and... that's frustrating when you are walking into election. Put yourself in my shoes now, okay? Don't. We're gonna dive into some of the people's reactions in a minute, so hold your britches, okay? We're getting there. Um, imagine you're in my shoes. You don't really care for Donald Trump that much, and you also really aren't enthused by Joe Biden. And the narrative for the election turns into, we got to beat Trump. We got to get this away from Trump. You know, so Joe Biden obviously is the guy. Even though there's you know probably a couple million progressives that are completely displaced. Uh, you know, This time, not really at the fault of the Democratic Party. When people talk about that, like, you know, yes, the, the, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, they're both kind of broken in figuring out who their demographics are and serving their demographics anymore. Uh, I, I think that's a fair statement. One of the reasons I think that's a fair statement is because you saw a lot of people with, with drawbacks when Bernie Sanders wasn't getting ahead of Joe Biden. To the degree that, you know, it's everybody went kind of conspiratorial and said, you know, oh, 
everybody else in the Democratic race, the 92,000 other candidates that were running this year. Okay, I'm exaggerating. It wasn't 92,000. It was only like 90. Uh, but they say, everybody says those people were forced by the powers that be, by the DNC. I guess if we talk about that, I, do we have to? I think we have to talk about it in Alex Jones' voice, don't we? Like you know, oh the DNC, uh, the, the 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 space people, the lizard people at the head of the DNC uh, forced. What they did is they forced all the other candidates, threatened their families, threatened their livelihoods, to drop out, back out, to back Joe Biden. Joe Biden got to back Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden is the one that can defeat Donald Trump, or something like that. You know, you, I don't, I don't really know how my Alex Jones is. I do watch Alex Jones clips here and there, to to you know, uh, mostly get a laugh out of it. Um, not not really for for anything else. <laughs> not not really for anything else. Uh, but 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 for a good laugh, and uh, just for the hell of it. I should have set this up before. Yeah, this is this is the <laughs> this is the problem when you work as many hours as you do, and. Uh, things go crazy are we is that up there uh, yeah i guess that is that is up there so well hey you know we're not live i could edit it out why why bother though no need to no need to uh what what's the clip that i wanted to play i promise i'll get this i'll get this together <laughs> i'm disheveled tonight and i don't care See, I send myself a lot of a lot of clips and stuff, and and we'll watch some of them. We'll watch them, um, as we will. But this one right here. Listen, you son of a bitch! What the fuck's your problem? I love Alex Jones. He's, he's just yeah. You can get so many clips out of Alex Jones. It's crazy. He's crazy, man. Uh, you can have a laugh. So. Uh, People went conspiratorial, you know, oh, the DNC rigged this, they forced all these people to drop out and back Joe Biden, uh, including Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders backing Joe Biden. And, and I, I constantly question uh, Bernie Sanders fans, his flock, whatever you want to call them. I, you know, I consistently question them about that. I consistently, you know, how can you like this guy when he's now twice sold you under the bus? For Hillary Clinton, number one, my God, awful, terrible candidate. And now again for Joe Biden, who who is making a case and actually maybe even being worse a candidate than Hillary Clinton. Joe Biden's actually probably in luck with this whole COVID business going on that we're not on traditional campaign trails and big rallies and everything around the Nate. Like he's probably benefiting from that to, to a small extent, but I digress. 
there's a lot of disaffected Democrats who are holding their nose, biting their tongue, and voting for Joe Biden. Just because the name of the game is to defeat Trump. It's not to elect somebody. It's not the focus. Their focus isn't to elect somebody. It is to defeat somebody. Defeating somebody is more important in the Democrats' book than finding, promoting, and backing somebody that they want to win. They have conceded on Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who has had, what, two failed presidential campaigns? And you're going to tell me that he's not somehow exceptionally weak as a candidate? In half of these interviews that he does, he stutters, he loses his place, he doesn't... It's almost as if he doesn't know where he is or what he's doing. And I'm not saying that to be a jerk. I'm not saying that to... uh, put him down um, in a dirty way that's just how it comes off it comes off like he does not know what he's talking about or he loses his place or 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 any other number of things and and it's sad and then yeah then you have donald trump okay so i don't like joe biden this is how the world works i don't like joe biden everybody says how can you like trump assuming that i like Trump, that's the fatal flaw. Listen, when Justin Amash, when he announced his presidency, people lost their shit on Twitter. And I will shrink myself just a little bit, move me over here, because I want to get the uh, I want to get the window a little bit bigger. I want the focus to be on this window as we read some of this stuff. So I'll put me down here even. See, I got to play around with the software a little more often. So Justin Amash... Answers. Do you think everything's hunky-dory? Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 it's not. It's not. Joe Walsh, the Republican candidate that tried to primary Donald Trump along with Bill Weld chimes in as if his opinion matters. Uh, Reality check. We have a president who can't tell the truth. Can't put a country before himself, can't put country before himself, won't obey the law, cheats in elections, and abuses the powers of his office. It's not the time for a third party run. It's time only to remove this authoritarian monster from the White House. This from the man who said that if Hillary Clinton was elected, the very next day he would grab his musket. Joe Walsh. And what did I tell Joe Walsh? I just gave him that little gif. Amazing. Every word you said was wrong. Because it's just fact. We'll get to Elon Musk in a minute. Brian Nichols, you genius. What if I told you that the entire goal of the libertarian candidate is to take votes 
from both the Republican candidate and the Democratic candidate. Good, Brian. Good. Bring in that energy. We need that energy now. David French. Another guy that catches a lot of fat flack for not being a full-blown MAGA supporter red hat wearer. Quote, I'm seeing people argue with an intense conviction that a vote for Amash is a vote for Biden. I'm also seeing people argue with intense conviction that a vote for Amash is a vote for Trump. I'm inclined to believe that a vote for Amash is a vote for Amash. I have another David French quote to go over, but we'll get to that in a minute. Joe Walsh wouldn't give up uh, either, by the way, trying this uh, unrelenting... uh, trying this unrelenting attempt to get uh, Justin to change his mind. Quote, bad answer. Here's what you should have said. Donald Trump is an an existential threat. I'm not drunk. (laughs) To this country. He must not get reelected, and I would never do anything to help him get reelected. Therefore, I'm ending my presidential run and will fully support the Democratic nominee. Sorry, Joe. This is this is not how the world works. So I'm getting ready to rip into you guys that do this in just a second. But we have to get through just a couple more tweets uh, before we get to me eviscerating people. Andrew Yang, former Democratic candidate. Andrew Yang. Quote, I like Justin. I love democracy. But I do think... A third-party run increases the chances of Trump's re-election. I'm going to go over the flawed thinking behind statements like that one in a minute. He followed it up, though. I can give Andrew Yang a little bit of kudos. He followed it up with something that he truly believes in. If we had ranked choice voting, it would re-energize our democracy and enable more third-party candidates to emerge and even force our duopoly to evolve. Andrew Yang knows the libertarian talking points. He knows how to win people over on this. This is a great one. This is just, I pulled this one up because this is the ridiculousness that you run into on Twitter. Quote, Democrats are social Democrats. Social democracies are literally the most libertarian societies on the planet. Trump is a fascist. If you don't unite against fascism, you're no libertarian. You're just a fascist who says libertarian things. What? 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 How about, how about, how about we just... How about we just listen, you son of a bitch. What the fuck's your problem? Yeah. What's your problem? Kurt Eichenwald. Oh, this this one I loved. Hmm, it's been a few hours since I mentioned what a self-centered narcissistic egomaniac Justin Mosh is. So let's just remember this image that will hopefully haunt him the rest of his life. I know I will do everything in my power to make sure everyone remembers what he is. With pictures of Jill Steen and Ralph Nader, and obviously we're going on a Russian puppet tirade because 
Remember, Hillary Clinton talked about third parties being, you know, the detriment of American society. Right. Right. Pam Keith had this to say. She's a Florida representative, uh, by the way. The cardinal rule of Twitter applies to Justin Amash, too. He is only a thing if we make him one. No interaction at all. Do not engage. Do not retweet. Do not comment. Just block and move on. Go into full shunning. Let him get zero oxygen from our side. None. Pass it on. She uh, did follow it up, too. Uh, When bots jump into comments, I know I struck a nerve. Operation shun in full effect mode. Listen, Pam. Your sense of thinking here is just fucking terrible. (laughs) I can't think of any other way to say it. Sorry about my language. But that's it. Uh, Alyssa Milano chimed in too. Nope. Deep analysis there, Alyssa Milano. Deep analysis. Funny how she can do this stuff and then talk about it. She can go off on Brett Kavanaugh months ago, years ago, whenever it was. She can go off on Brett Kavanaugh, right? And Christine Blasey Ford. And there was a lot of flawed intel. There was a lot of of flawed handling of that whole situation for real. Uh, Trying to look at it objectively. Which is a tough word to use. I just said that and a bunch of people just tuned out because they said, fuck this guy. That's, That's how politics works in America now. We can't have a dialogue about it. So, uh... Alyssa Milana says that. You, you'll, you will note that uh, the Me Too movement, uh, well, at least her former friend Rose McGowan um, trashes Alyssa Milano repeatedly over this stuff. So what about Justin Amash, though? What has Justin Amash said? Quote, um, there are millions of Americans who aren't represented by either Donald Trump or Joe Biden, who aren't represented by the Republicans or the Democrats. Those millions of Americans deserve a choice on the ballot. Same same thing that we were saying with Gary Johnson when it came down to Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, because a lot of us, a lot of us sat back and said, really? Really? Or how about this one? Justin Amash, quote, What I would have done is offer direct cash payments to the people, give a universal cash payment to the people during the course of this pandemic. Justin Amash pointing out the red tape, the bureaucracies, and the inefficiencies of the government in this time of coronavirus. This is something that we don't really hear. You don't hear it from Trump because it's his administration. You won't hear it from Trump because it's his administration. Biden's not really attacking the response on that either because it's a bipartisan thing. But not enough people are sitting back and talking about these guys, these bozos, passed a $2.2 trillion bill that included small business loans and included your Trump money and included your Trump check 
for for twelve hundred dollars. I hope you enjoyed getting your uh, your letter from him as well, patting his own ego about how he got you money to help you through these trying times. A one time payment, a two point two trillion dollar bill, and then we've read a host of abuses that came after this money goes out when institutions getting this money that didn't even need it shouldn't have even applied for it but there was no direction on this stuff because the government just wanted to do something and be able to say well we did something look i mean look we we put out the money we did something we put we put it we put out this money we put out this money we put out these loans that you guys are going to have to pay back what did they do though they went back and followed up a 2.2 trillion dollar spending bill with a 484 billion fix to fix the problems in the first bill but if you spoke out against the first bill that would have made you a Thomas Massey a Justin Amash uh, and people shat on you for that <laughs> more or less so it, it's almost like you can't win you know uh Justin Amash Direct. Uh, The best check we can have on the destructive partisanship of Democrats and Republicans in in Congress is a president who's not from either of those parties. I already read that one. How about this one? This is what really irks me. And then we're going to talk a little bit about this third-party bashing. So, this is Sherry Jacobus, who I think is just a a media... Quote, I've yet to see, even on pro-Justin Amash Twitter... Twitter, she meant to say, by the way. uh, That isn't bashing Biden. No one is bashing Trump. So she's saying everybody uh, on the pro-Justin Amash Twitter uh, was bashing Biden, not bashing Trump. Um, lies. Okay? <laughs> lies. Somebody uh, somebody responded, this kind of proves what we already knew. Libertarians are closer to Republicans than Democrats. Uh, and then Sherry followed up, which means Amash will siphon anti-Trump votes from Biden. Thanks for confirming. And then I have to step in, be a little voice of reason here. So sad that Biden can't muster up true support, only anti-Trump votes. Democracy, what a terrible thing to have more options. Which is just facts. This is how people treat this business. They treat it like it's a joke or like it's a game. And it's not. It's not a joke. It's not a game. And look, this was actually shared by Chris Spangle. I think this is a very, very uh, uh, telling piece of artwork here. The United States of Apathy. The 2016 U.S. presidential election results, if abstention from voting, was counted as a vote for nobody. As you can see, the map that you always see, you always see these brightly colored maps, uh, county by county, of who won what county. And looks like nobody would have had 445 electoral votes and nobody would have been the winner of the 2016 presidential election. And things might have been better that way. 
<laughs> Might have been better that way. But we digress. Let me close that. Let me come back in full screen for you. That was a fun ride, wasn't it? Yeah. Justin Amash declares we have a third party... Well, uh, we had this process anyway. I was giving you libertarian candidates running for the presidency of the United States. There's options out there. The duopoly doesn't like options. And the duopoly has kind of brainwashed everybody into this partisan us versus them, tribalistic, uh, you know, political approaches in America, this is American discourse. We're just we're we're, we're tribalistic, man. We, we 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 don't band together. We band together in our group to go against the other group, and it becomes this very very big headache of a thing. Listen, listen. You might be out there. You might be out there. You might be saying that uh, you know, hey Fritz, you know, you vote for Justin Amash if he's the if he's the Libertarian nominee. Your vote for Justin Amash will help Trump. It will take votes away from Joe Biden. Not really true in the scheme of they're very ideologically different, Joe Biden and Justin Amash. (laughs) People don't just... If people are hate voting for Joe Biden in in that context, if, if, if that's the level that we're on, how sucky a candidate is Joe Biden then? I mean, I pointed out that tweet of people people actually do believe that Justin Amash could siphon votes away from Biden, anti-Trump votes away from Biden. Well, then the argument becomes, why isn't Joe Biden a good candidate? Why is this a game of taking votes away from Trump? Merely just to take votes away from Trump. That's not what democracy is about. That's not what elections are about. Elections aren't about voting for some turd just so that the worst turd doesn't get in. That's not what elections are about. That's not what this whole process is about. Not in the slightest. Give me a break. Come on. It's a bunch of malarkey. I'm doing Joe Bidenisms. God damn it. My vote for Justin Amash. Let me break this down for you. Because in talking about this, we're not talking about one of the big key pieces of how presidential elections work. The Electoral College, you guys. The Electoral College is how the presidential nomination works. It's not a popular vote. It's not a popular vote. I'm in Delaware. Good old Uncle Joe's home, which has gone Democrat for my entire life, more than 30 years. Delaware's three measly electoral votes go Democrat, period. Guess what that means, folks? Guess what that means? That means every time I've gone in there and pulled the, re- the, the, the lever for a Republican... Didn't mean jack squat. Because the state went Democrat. And the Electoral College is what elects a president. See, Andrew Yang wasn't completely wrong. 
when he said that we need to look at our voting system to really push change and shake things up. I mean, the duopoly is bad enough. It will keep this in place because of control. That's what it is. It's in place so that they're in control and keep the power that they have. But let's just fast forward all right, to November, Election Day. I vote for Justin Amash here in Delaware. Or Jacob Hornberger or whoever. But I'm going to go with Justin Amash because two years ago, whenever I was on Stephen Ignoramus' show, it's in his episode, uh, I was asked who I want to run for president. And I said Justin Amash. I said I would absolutely 100%. I'm all in. I'll campaign. I'll door knock. I can't door knock now because, you know, it's... <laughs> you know, people are people are afraid you, you're walking around with the Black Death. So there's no knocking on doors. But I would have knocked on doors. I'll call. I will stump on this program. I would love to interview Justin Amash just to give him another program to be on to get the ideas out there, to get exposure out there, even if I can only expose it to a, a minimal audience. That's what I said. 2020, Election Day 2020. I go in there, I vote for Justin Amash. Delaware still goes Joe Biden. So when you're thinking about blaming Fritz, think about how illogical that is. Not only not only don't not only think about how illogical that is. Think about this. You can't stand on your pulpit and shout at the top of your lungs that people need to be going out and voting and if that they don't, it's irresponsible. You can't stand on that soapbox and preach that bullcrap. But then when I tell you, yeah, I'm, I'm voting for Justin Amash because I believe in him. He's a principled candidate. He isn't Donald Trump. He isn't Joe Biden. He's what America needs as the president. When I say that, and I say that with conviction, you, not me, you have the problem with it. Not me. You're the one that tries to undermine my voice. I'm not playing favorites between two parties that clearly don't give a damn about you or me. So why would I bother supporting Joe Biden just to get at Trump? Joe Biden safely winning Delaware. Safely winning Delaware. No questions about it. Winning Delaware. So the three electoral votes from Delaware, which is the only votes that count, is pretty much already determined. But at least in the popular vote registration, I can stand with however many thousand or millions, hopefully, of people who will vote for Justin Amash because they're tired.
tired of the status quo. People argue about every election to third-party voters as it being a binary choice. It's a binary choice. It's either Hillary or Trump. Binary choice. Biden or Trump. Binary choice. It is a binary choice. Just not in the way that they're thinking. It's a binary choice. Status quo? Vote Biden or Trump? You're keeping the status quo. You're saying that you're okay with the system as flawed as it is continuing without change. Or you stand up and vote for change. Keep status quo. Vote for a revolution. A non-bloody revolution. A revolution that walks back to the founding principles of this nation. Because I'm about to, I'm about to fucking, pardon my, pardon my French. Sorry. I'm about to school Joe Biden. Because Joe, one of the reasons I can't vote for you, we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You couldn't even say that little bit. That's fundamental to American society. It's fundamental to who we are. Our rights don't come from the government. They are natural rights. You are born with them. Governments are to protect those rights. Not give them. Certainly not massively restrict them. Oh, is that a dig on quarantines and stuff? We're not going to get into that right now. Because uh, we've almost gone 50 minutes. There's something else in the Declaration of Independence. Shame on me, I can't say it verbatim. Shame on me. I can't say it verbatim. There I got. I schooled Joe Biden by being able to freaking quote <laughs> the section that I want. And the section that I'm trying to think of, uh, I, I can't. I can't think of it. But. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. 
So if you ask me how I felt about people protesting during these lockdowns, I don't have much to say. What's the First Amendment of the Constitution? You either care about the Constitution or you don't. That is absolute as it stands. You either care about the Constitution or you don't. What's the First Amendment of the Constitution? Government shall make no law establishing... Look at me blanking like Joe Biden now. Oh, man. Look at me blanking like Joe Biden now. I should have brought my little Cato book and just read it that way. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. By the way, governments right now, local governments have prevented people from freely exercising their religion in person. Which is an infringement of the First Amendment. Shh, don't say it out loud. Or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and petition the government for a redress of grievances which at least in some of these protests that we have seen gone on that hasn't happened per se uh, I can still by the way these two aren't mutually exclusive either I can look at the people that protest and say you guys did it in a stupid manner you know you can say that but still also say it's the right of the people to peaceably assemble they're not mutually exclusive of each other. Both both can be true at the same time. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Guys, it's Justin Amash time, man. Um, third party. Don't shit on people who are voting third party. Really try to get in their noggins and figure out why they're going third party. Figure out why your candidate is so freaking weak that you're scared and blaming the third-party people on the potential loss that your candidate might take. Because this is democracy, folks. This is what you wanted. You clamor about democracy. You talk about democracy. You love democracy. Voting is awesome. But you can't shit on the people who aren't playing a two-party duopoly game. You just can't. You just can't talk about how freaking awesome democracy is and then tell people, shame on you for thinking differently. Shame on you for having principles. Shame on you for not conforming to A or B. There's one cartoon that I want to end on. I'm going to pause this recording real quick. Final note. This cartoon right here.
You want to microwave this baby or blend it? Uh, neither? Dude, throwing your vote away is not cool. Don't blend or microwave the baby, America. Don't do that. Okay. As my sister Beth would say in a very odd Facebook post that is uncharacteristic of her, <laughs> be kind. Be kind. That's going to do it for me for this week, guys. Be sure to tune in next week when we have Bill Ottman on, CEO and co-founder of Minds.com and also a free uh, information activist. Uh, if you have questions, submit them, man. Get them in. Let me know. Okay, I've got my own list of questions. I don't mind adding more. And I don't mind crediting you either. Twitter handle, uh, emails, Facebook pages, whatever. Send them in. Send them in. Get them in. Let's do it. And also, if you're interested in finding out more about Justin Amash and, and you're, you're you're frightened and you don't know what to do because this this political world just got a whole lot more confusing to you or something like that reach out to me in the dms reach out to me on twitter facebook whatever facebook.com slash fritzcast twitter at fritzqs fritzcastpodcast at gmail.com these are all the sources that you can get in touch with me and i have a plethora of things that i can send you about justin amash and why i think he's a great candidate and why i think he's a great guy that's not without criticisms i'm not going to say that Libertarian criticisms against him right now aren't valid. I mean, he did come in this game late. He has avoided the debates by doing so, and and that is definitely something. That's definitely a valid criticism. However, Justin Amash is not in the vein of Gary Johnson or Bill Weld. Justin Amash is a tried and true a long line of service behind him backing up his libertarian ideals and stances. And that's my plea to people. We're going to be talking a lot about Justin Amash in the coming weeks, uh, covering the news cycles, figuring out what's going on, and I'm going to reveal to you policy positions and how Justin Amash would handle things. Because I truly do believe this, guys. I believe right down here in my heart that Justin Amash is the guy that I should be supporting. I knew it two years ago. I knew it four years ago. He's the guy that I'm going to push for because I made a commitment in my head and in my heart. I said, if he declares, I've got to help him. That's what I'm going to do, and I will take my lumps. I don't care if you think I'm helping your candidate or the candidate you hate by doing so. Because I'm not going anywhere. So get used to it. Alright? See you next week, guys.